0: listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus one person at a time. So I'm honored to be here with you guys. I'm excited for this sermon series we're going on. Let me give you a little, how many people like to know where you're going? Like it's kind of a good idea. It's not very rabbinical. Usually rabbis don't tell you anything at all and you're just like, okay, just follow the rabbi and you're just following the rabbi. We're in America. I'll tell you where we're going. So we're going to spend the next uh, four weeks in this idea about a healthy you, and we'll talk more about that over the next four weeks. Um, but it's something I've been working on uh, personally uh, over well forever, but uh, you know more intentionally recently about having a healthy version of me and what does that look like as all of these roles that I played. And so we're going to spend four weeks in that. And then we're going to do an 11 week uh, character study of different characters in the Bible that'll lead us all the way up to Easter. So we're going to find some, we have some obscure characters that you're like, what, who's that person? And we're going to dis- discuss about their lives and their testimony. And I think it's called something with the shoes, like walking in their shoes. And that'll take us all the way up uh, till Easter Sunday. So now you kind of have a a roadmap of where we're going and what we're doing uh, for the next uh, several months in, in our church. And so super excited about where we're going as a church. I'm also thrilled about where we've been. You had a great year last year. You were awesome. This church was awesome. This church helped so many folks. I am so proud of this church and what we had done Um, Just the the cool things about helping single moms and and what you do with giving people furniture and like real needs for real people at a real time. And so we have a great church here, and I'm glad that you're a part of it. So, Healthy You, I want to talk about this idea of revival. Revival sounds like a very religious and churchy term. And so when I think about this idea of revival, um, it's part of it has to do with a better version of you. And this is a pretty you-centric world. We're worried about us and you and me and my and all of those things more than, more than, more, more than community. And so uh, one of my mentors said this phrase to me, and I believe it to be true. The best version, or best thing, the best thing that you can give to your loved ones, the best thing you can give to your work, and the best thing you can give to your community is a healthy you and that has to do in a lot of areas of your life a healthy you physically a healthy you spiritually a healthy you emotionally now who can control how healthy you are who can control how healthy you are who makes the best you Who makes the best you? Who makes the best you? Think about that today. Revival. It's an improvement in the condition or strength of something. I thought it was a big religious word. Okay. We're having a revival. It's an improvement in in the condition or strength of something. So here we are, New Year's, New Year's resolutions, all of those great things. What in your life, as you think about this coming year, do you think could have a revival? What in your life do you think there could be an improvement in the condition or strength of? If you're married... You should have a revival in your marriage. You should have a revival in your Christian walk. I should have a revival in my health. I was telling my friends this morning, I was at a personal best for 2022 already. I like my personal best, and there's nowhere but down from there. Um, you should have a revival in different areas of your life. And the church, part of the church's role in revival is equipping, is opportunities, is, is we are here to equip the saints. I are a saint or trying to be one. And you are saints. And we're here to be equipped for revival. We want to improve the condition of strength in our lives. I wanted to, uh, I think the Lord took me, well, I don't think, he did, and it was weird, Uh, took me to Jeremiah 18 as I was thinking about the sermon and preparing the sermon, and one of our sermon club guys was like, how are you going to connect this to revival? And uh, hopefully we do that today. But I want to talk to you about Jeremiah 18. First of all, let me give you a little background on Jeremiah. Jeremiah is one of our prophets in the Bible. He was uh, born around 650 BC, 650 years before Christ. Died about 570 B.C. So he was a Hebrew prophet, a reformer, and, the, and, and here's a great secret. The author of a book called? Hey, look at us learning. We're doing great. Author of a book called Jeremiah. Um, pretty crucial in, in this time of history. A uh, spiritual leader uh, helped his countrymen survive disasters that included the capture of Jerusalem by the Babylonians and the exile of many Judeans. So the context of of this chapter is a rebellious, or of this book is a rebellious people. And they've turned their back on a covenant that they made with God. And they were shattering that relationship. It It was a rejection of a relationship with God as a community, a rebellious people. And a rebellious people starts with a rebellious person. And a rebellious person starts with a rebellious Heart, and a rebellious heart starts with a hardening of your heart. I had a chance to visit. On uh, well, visit, I had some counseling appointments in the month of December that I went on. As uh, your pastor needs counseling, it's good. You do too. You just don't know yet. No, we all need counseling. And I, I, one of the questions I asked my counselor, who, a, who had been in ministry before too, um, doesn't go church, Said, "How do you? How do you keep your heart soft?" How do you keep your heart soft? Because I know a hardened heart leads towards rebellion. How do you keep your heart soft in ministry? And you kind of think like, well, you've got to read the Bible, and you've got to pray, and you've got to worship, and you've got to fast, you give all the Bible answers. Uh, his answer was interesting. His answer about how do you keep your heart soft and pliable and moldable was interesting. Interesting. And so when you think about having uh, a healthy you and a healthy version of a bunch of healthy yous equals a healthy us, think about your heart. So Jeremiah is uh, this message about this judgment that's coming to repentance, and he's asking these people to repent. Repent. Because destruction is coming to Jerusalem. So let's dive into Jeremiah. We're in chapter 18, the potter and the clay. The potter and the clay. Okay. To the potter's shop, and uh, go go to the potter's shop and I will speak with you there. So I did as he was told uh, me and found the potter who was working at his will. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay And start it over. Have you heard us ever talk about uh, Matthew 4.19 at this church? Come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, right? Like, there's a part of following and being made. And when you think of this idea of your heart being soft and moldable, right? You're going to think about this idea, this potter's will. First of all, there is a ridiculous amount of pottery in Israel. That's how they identify certain places, times, and spaces is based on the pottery that they found there because they were making this. So this pottery idea in Israel would be like, yep, that's what you do. Be very relevant. So thinking about this potter, who, who is the potter of you and I? God. God is, is, is making this. Now, what kind of clay are you is my question. What kind of clay do you want to be this year? Do you want to be that moldable clay that God's going to continue to work through and make something? So what does that look like for you? And let me go back to ask you that question. Who makes the healthiest version of you? Well, God makes the healthiest version of me. Okay. How are you letting God make the healthiest version of you this year? What steps are you going to take to have a revival in your own heart, to have an improvement in your condition, to have an improvement in the strength that you have. Then the Lord gave me this message, verse 5. O Israel, can I not do to you as the potter has done to this clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. If I announce that a certain nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, but then that nation renounces its evil ways, I will not destroy it as I had planned. And if I announce that I will plant and build up a certain nation or kingdom, but that nation turns to evil and refuses to obey me, I will not bless it as I had said I would. Therefore, Jeremiah, go. Go and warn Judea and Jerusalem. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. I am planning disaster for you instead of good. So turn from your evil ways, each of you, and do what is right. Our nation, our group, our people, us, need to start with a healthy version of you. A moldable, pliable, healthy version of you and me. And when God is molding us and is in control, He is moving us towards towards the health that God would have for us in our lives. Not us. But if we're choosing to not be moldable as an individual, it's gonna affect the family. And if we're choosing to not be moldable as a family, it's gonna affect the community. And if we're choosing to not be multiple as a community, it's going to, you guys see where this goes? So we have precedent. We see what happens when a nation chooses to have a hard heart. Therefore, Jeremiah, go and warn all of Judea and Jerusalem. Say to them, This is what the Lord says I am planning disaster for you instead of good. So turn from your evil ways, each of you, and do what is right. But the people replied, Don't waste your breath. We will continue to live as we want, to stubbornly follow our own evil desires. Living our own way leads us to what? Have you heard this phrase? I was thinking about this phrase this morning. Hey, you do you. You do you. You worry about you. You take care of you. Don't worry about the effects that it has on the community and our choices and our decisions. You, just, you do you. Don't consider the community around you and how it interferes. With your ideas. See, so we can't just do us in our own minds. When I talk about a healthy version of you, this is not an inward, selfish, healthy version of you and you getting what you want and having those things. This is an outward expression of you opening up and di- doing some inventory, taking a look at what God has in here that He wants in your life to be moved and changed this year. Gets harder here, folks. It says so uh, this is what the Lord says, has anyone ever heard of such a thing? Even among the pagan nations, my virgin daughter Israel has done something terrible. Does the snow ever disappear from the mountain tops of Lebanon? Did the cold streams flowing from those distant mountains ever run dry? But my people are not so reliable, for they have deserted me, they burned incense to worthless idols, they have stumbled off the ancient highways and walk in muddy paths. So I was asking myself. This is a great pick-me-up, start of the year, right? No, we're going to be real here. This is real life. What are your muddy paths? I'm asking myself, where have I stumbled off the path? Don't you, don't you love to look at the new year and be like, okay, it's time to reflect and correct. Reflect and correct. Yes, that's right. What do you do when you reflect and And you correct things in the new year. What muddy paths? How am I doing as a husband? How am I doing as a father or a brother? How about as a pastor, as a son, and as a Christ follower? Reflect and correct. What's gonna be what's gonna put you in a position to have a healthy version of you that's gonna bless everybody that's around you? Your family. Verse 16, therefore their land will become desolate, a monument to their stupidity. All who pass by will be astonished and will shake their heads in amazement. I will scatter my people before their enemies as the east wind scatters dust and snow. Um, And in all their trouble, I will turn my back on them and refuse to notice their distress. No, no, not us, not ever. We won't stumble off into some muddy paths. See, at the potter, God is showing Jeremiah that he has the power to reshape things. And God has the power to reshape you, to help you have revival. We have a God that, that is allowing us to choose So we have a loving father who wants you to choose to love him, to choose to follow, to choose to be moldable. How is he going to mold you this year? When you look back a year from now, what are you going to think that you corrected or reflected on and corrected in your life? How are you moving forward to a healthier version of you that benefits the whole community? So God's giving a warning to us gives an warning to them. And maybe we have a warning as well. That it starts right here. It's not somebody else's fault. I had a mentor once that said, Josh, you know what? You are in life exactly where you want to be. I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, if you wanted to be somewhere else, you'd be there. Because I would make the decisions and choices and work towards that path. He was talking corporate stuff. And I've often thought about that with my spiritual walk. Am I where I want to be spiritually as a pastor this time of this year, compared to where I thought it would be. No, I could, I could do some things differently. I need to reflect and I need to correct to be a healthy version of me. I want to make sure that I never lead our church, I'd, I'd lead a church that gets complacent. We had a great year, lots of cool things happened at our church. And I believe that God has, he's preparing, he's building things at our church. He's building you as leaders. He's building our team. And so we're not going to be a complacent church. We have more work than ever to do. And our work is good work. But that work starts with you making a decision to choose to provide the healthiest version of you that you can to your, to your family, to your God, to your family, to those around you. And it's sitting right there at your feet. This is an equipping church that wants to equip you to overcome hurts, habits, and hang-ups. So I want to make sure that I don't get too comfortable and too complacent, and unfortunately, if you call yourself a real lifer, then you get to go on that ride with your pastor about not being too comfortable and not too complacent. So how can I be the best version of me, Josh? Sounds good. How can I be the best version of me? Well, think about our analogy. How moldable are you right now? What does it look like in your life? How is, are you, do you, have you been around the block enough times that your clay is kind of... Eh? You already know the end of the story and so you can, you can project how, how God's going to make it already and you can just move on with that? Well, I already know. I've read that before. I already got this done. Or how moldable are you are you just flimsy and, and melted all over the ground and can't even pick anything up because we have no spiritual bones? Or are we going to get spiritual bones? How would I become the right kind of clay? Well, you have a soft heart. Feel for the things of God. Do you feel for the things of God? Mercy and forgiveness. Are you seeking after the things he seeks after? Is that what your New Year's resolutions are? Is, Lord, help me seek after the things that you're seeking after. Show me those clearly. Let me let me let me be be your hands and feet down here. You made me. So to be the best version of you, it starts with being moldable. It starts with what we used to joke around here called being fat. Faithful, available, and teachable. How do I know if I'm off track? How do I know if I'm off track in this process? I would say that's real relationship and accountability. See, I've gotten off track when I'm a lone horse running on my own, I'm pretty wise in my own eyes. But what I'm learning to do and have learned to do, and, it's, and it's, it changes on occasion, but I'm learning to do is to make sure that I have accountability in my life. Make sure that I'm not running alone where the lion devours. Real people who are really loving and, and honest with you in your life, you need to figure out who those people are and make time for that. Maybe like a life group or a personal mentor, or me and three, somebody that can help you reflect and correct. God will also help you if you allow him to come into your life. Well, what happens when I commit to being the best version of me with my walk in Jesus? What's going to happen to me? Well, change happens to you. How many people like change? How many people are like, I love change? Change it up on me. I don't like predictions. Why would you tell us where we're going? How many people don't like change? (laughs) And change hurts. Change is like, was that clay comfortable when it was just a big big pile of clay and it got molded and stretched and stretched and stretched and moved and moved and stretched and stretched and then sometimes crush it down again? That hurts. But change is going to happen. Change is already happening. Be challenged. You will be challenged this year. You'll be challenged from the stage. You'll be challenged in your life groups. You'll be challenged by those around you. And what do you do with challenge? Well, I take my ball and go home and find a place that's really comfortable that won't challenge me. where I can just sit there and... Hold up my voting sign of seven. I was a seven today. No, no, no. Not here. Not here. We're going to be challenged. Challenged to move forward to a purpose, to a goal for revival. Because our area needs revival. People in here need revival. And you're going to have choices, Right now, there's a million things pulling for your time. What are you going to do this year? What are you going to change? Oh, look at all of these things pulling for your time, and you're going to have to push out the noise. And you're going to have to put priorities in your life. Things that you are reflecting on that you want to correct. Man, I'm a good rhymer. I'm a good rhymer for this timer. So let's talk about some of your choices for becoming the best version of you. Uh, January 19th is our life group kickoff. New groups, new people. If you're not in a life group and you're just like tired of hearing this church say this stuff over and over again, sorry. This is who we are. It, Sunday's not going to be good enough for you. Already. I already know that. You need to be in Community. Maybe you're not ready for that. You have Restoration Night that launches this January 6th, so that's this Thursday, 6:25, right here in this room. If Cheryl will let me, I think I'm going to join the Boundaries class as a participant. You want to join the Boundaries class? You want to figure out if you got boundaries issues with me? Because I'm going to sit in there and I'm going to learn about boundaries as a pastor. I'm going to learn about boundaries as a father. So Restoration Night's coming up this Thursday. They're, it's a new, they're kicking off all these new things. So, hey, maybe there's some of this molding that needs to happen, could happen at this Restoration Night. So there's boundary studies. There's a resolving everyday conflict. Sherry, just tell me, like, no, if that's not true. Resolving everyday conflict study, right? Boundaries. Uh, divorce care. No? No? Would somebody lead a boundary study for us? <laughs> no boundaries? Okay. <sighs> no, divorce care there's divorce care, right? You know over half of the people uh, you know experience a divorce in their life. Uh, her journey, uh, codependence. is that one going? That sounds there we go. I'll jump on that one. codependence. Genesis process. Welcome home for veterans. Joe Harrison, stand up real quick, Joe. Just stand up, stand up. Joe, Joe's going to be leading this for us. If you're a veteran, if you're a veteran, you, you, know, of, you know of a brotherhood. You know of something that's, that's, that's really deep in your life that was life or death for a lot of those guys. And you search to find it. And so we want to provide a place for that for those leaders of men to be able to connect and come home and welcome home. And so thank you for leading that. I appreciate that. And step studies, a great place to start. How about a personal inventory? Maybe you haven't even you don't even know how to reflect and correct. And a step study would be a great place to start to learn how to reflect and correct things in your life. So as we work on being a healthy version of you, it's going to help us become a, a better version of us. And when we're a healthy us, when real life is a healthy us, which we are in a lot of ways, we impact our community out there. And we are going to impact our community greatly this year because we're going to know that we're going to be moldable and pliable and be changed and be in revival. We are going to improve in the strength and the condition of our spiritual hearts as a church this year. And we're going to be diligently in attacking that. So I want to take this time for us to go to communion. Uh, As we go to communion, this is the first communion of the year, unless you took one yesterday for some reason. But it is a time where we reflect. And it is a time where we correct things in our lives. And Jesus wanted us to reflect often on this moment. Now, if you're new with us at Real Life, um, you know, we do communion every week. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are welcome to partake. We have guys coming down the aisle. They'll get you one of these fancy fancy little things here. Just raise your hand. But if you're, if you're not a Christian, we'd love to talk to you about that, and this won't mean a whole lot to you. We'd love to talk to you about what does that mean? How can I get some help reflecting and correcting, and why would we reflect on this every week? See, Jesus died on the cross because we needed help being moldable. Jesus did the things he did on this earth to show us what it looks like to be moldable, to be moved, to be changed, to choose to have revival, to choose to learn what it looks like to be a healthy you as in all you all, but you starting with you personally. And again, it's not self-help and wealth and all of these things about what you can get and all those things. It's about community. But it starts with a submission to our Lord and Savior. So let's take this. Tonight, the Lord Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he broke, he had given thanks and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's remember what he did for us. And in the same way, uh, after supper, he took the cup. Saying, "This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink of it, and remember me. For whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you are proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's proclaim him, Father. I thank you for those folks that are here today, Lord. I know that you spoke to their hearts uh, in some way, whether it's through music or the message, Father God. That we do desire to be healthier versions of us, and not necessarily for us, but... because you, 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 you desire that we would be healthy versions of us because it shows who you are. So Lord, I ask that you would just put this in our hearts that we would continue to seek revival within us, within our small groups, within this church, within this city. Lord, you're the one that starts revival Lord, you're the one that gave us the opportunity for revival. Lord, I ask that we start working on that as individuals, as families, as a community. Help us, Father. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.